Hello and welcome to Ride or Die, a podcast where we watch and recap episodes of Common Rider. Starting with Common Rider Double, but now we're on to Common Rider Blade. I gotta work on that intro, but uh, I'm your host Tyler, and with me as always, it's Mike. Mike, how's it going? It's going well, unlike you, who's been a little rusty at this uh, for a while. We didn't uh, record last time, so we're just... Tyler's just like, uh, starting with Common Rider Dub. Oh wait, we're on Blade. That's okay. They'll understand. I know, I'm just giving you shit, dude. But yeah, I am... God, I'm ready to watch some more Kamen Rider again. I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, anything outside of this that, that's been happening that, that's Rider-related? Mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Yes, there was a um, a iconic uh, filming location that's been uh, it's going to be torn down. You hate to see it. Yeah, so it's. I'm a very much amateur tokusatsu watcher, so uh, I just saw it randomly posted on Twitter a while ago. So, but it's one of those. I think it was. It's the. Um, a terminal, the pasture terminal location. I've um, seen every freaking show known to man. So, uh, let's see. Uh, so back on October sixteenth, I pre-ordered the new Commander game. Right. Ooh. Okay. That's, that was about two weeks before it launched. Uh, then it came out on the 29th and. Uh, I didn't get it. Uh, I didn't ship, and so I got it yesterday, on the eight, on the eighteenth of November. Oh jeez! So I finally got to play it, and it's pretty fun. Oh, it's good. Of course, you get to play as Double O's and Zero One, as uh, well of as course. a couple other writers. So, oh, fantastic! But back to back to the this podcast. Uh, today we're going to be covering episode 5 of Commander Blade. Uh, this episode is titled The Challenge to the Past. aired on February 22nd, 2004. Written by Shoji Imai and directed by Tako Nagaishi. Which, do, we, do, we, I don't know, do we ever talk about him? I don't know. Did we, I don't think did, we did. Did we mention him? So, uh... He's worked on other other Rider series, uh, including eleven episodes of Kuga. He directed eleven episodes of Kuga. Uh, episodes of Agito. Sixteen episodes of Ryuki. He worked on Fi's Blade, Hibiki, Kabuto, Deno, Kiva, and Decade. He also uh, directed Kamen Rider the first movie and the Kamen Rider Deno movie as well. And he's got some some writing credits for the original Kamen Rider episode 11, uh, Kamen Rider V3 episode 49, and then four episodes of the original Kamen Rider Amazon, co-written with Toru Hirayama, 
as Esau Daimon. So, there's that. He's been around the block. Born in 1945. Oh, geez, yeah. Legacy. So, uh, there's that. Uh, no idea what to expect this episode. Uh, I believe last time we left off, uh, they found the director, and and then he caught on fire. Yeah, last time it left off on a, a cliffhanger, because um, we didn't see the new undead yet. Because that was the one that's coming out of the outside of the location and just like causing fire all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause uh, Shiori took took uh, God, what's his name, Kotaro to the place where the director was was being held. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Hey, here he is. We gotta get him out of here before Tachibana comes back." And then he uh, bursts in the flames. So, yep. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, so, are you are you ready, Mike? Yo, yes, 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 yes. So let's I'm ready. Let's strap on our belts, put on our helmets, and let's ride. Let's ride. And that was episode five of Kamara Blade titled The Challenge to the Past. What do you think, Mike? The, oh, I, <laughs> this is great. This is another great episode. My goodness. It has action. It has drama. Heavy on the drama. Like, shit happens in this episode. And it just makes you, like, on the edge of your seat wanting to see what happens next. It's like, <gasps> what's going to happen? It's like. I was so on the edge of my seat just watching this episode. <laughs> I loved it so much. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Pretty good episode. Except for uh, the child who refused to stay still. <laughs> yeah, we'll t- yeah, we'll talk about that. Oh, that child. So let's get into the plot here. So, uh, Hajime tells Kazuma that he is no match for him in fighting skills and finds it strange that humans still exist. Koro arrives to tell him about Karasuma, and Hajime takes the opportunity to escape. He escapes real fast. Mm-hmm. He's on top of a tree, he just backflips into his bike and drives away. Yep, I'm out of here. Shuri is still at the building watching the platform where Karasuma was. That now holds nothing. She's been there like all night. Just sitting on the ground watching this empty ashen platform. Mm-hmm. She continues to wonder about her father and the unsealing of the undead. Sakiya arrives and asks her what happened. She tells him, and he explains that a trick has occurred. Karasuma used a decoy of himself so that he could disappear unnoticed. Sakia wonders whether it was to avoid responsibility of unsealing the undead. Shuri tries to tell him that it was her father, 
but he interrupts and promises to himself that he will find Karasuma. He walks off just as Kazuma and Kotaro return. Kazuma asks him what he did to Karasuma, but Saikia pushes himself off and walks away. Kazuma asks Yori why she didn't tell him when they first found Karasuma. She tells him that she needed to research something first. At the Jacaranda, Amane asks her mother if she knows of the Cave of Echoes, which apparently allows people to hear the voices of dead people. Amane tells her that she wants to go there and see if she can hear her father's voice. She asks her, uh, but her mother tells her it's just a superstition. Hajime follows her to keep an eye on her. Amane tells Kotaro about the Cave of Echoes and tries to get him to take her, but he says no because Haruka would be angry. Kotaro tries to tell Amane that it is just superstition too, and that it is fake. Amane insists that she believes, and she also promises Kotaro to stop bothering her mother about it if they go. Cosmo volunteers to go as well, hoping to uh, see his mother, to hoping to hear his mother and father's voices. As they are about to leave, Hajime shows up to take Amane home. Kotaro explains to Hajime that they have already called Haruka and told her about going. They ask Hajime if he would like to go, but he refuses. On the way home, he senses something. He hears a monster refer to him as Chalice. Nearby, a man rolls down his car window and stares at Hajime. Amane asks Kazuma what he would talk to his parents about. He tells him about the fire and, and that it was a day that he would save everyone. Uh, always that fire. That goddamn fire. Uh, Sakia's friend comes into her office to find Sakia resting there. He wakes up and apologizes for coming in without permission, but she is fine with it and tells him he can come there anytime he likes. She changes the conversation and tells Sakia about patients who have mysteriously come down with a fever once they have visited the Cave of Echoes. They also mention a centipede monster of some sort. Kazuma, Koro, and Amane arrive at the Cave of Echoes to see has been fenced in with no trespassing sign. Oh, my nose. Amane goes in anyways, believing that she has a comrade with her, which elicits an interesting response from Kazuma, who believes she's talking about him. They all go into the cave, and Kotaro tries to get them to rethink it. They hear something, and Amane thinks it's her father's voice. She screams and faints. Kazuma and Kotaro go around the corner to find Amane on the ground and undead standing over her. Uh, and we know from uh, Tachibana's friend that uh, it is referred to as a centipede. So this is the centipede undead. Yes. Cosmo uh, distracts the undead by transforming while Kotaro gets the money out. As Kotaro picks her up, he realizes a blue color liquid on the money's face. Kotaro tries to wake her up and Cosmo diagnoses that she has a fever. At the hospital, they are joined by Haruka and Hajime. Kotaro tells her about the fever. Kotaro and Kazuma blame themselves and mention to Hajime the appearance of the undead and that it spat its venom on Amane's face. Hajime runs off, mentioning an antibody, and Kazuma chases after him. Kazuma tries to get information out of Hajime, but Hajime exclaims that there is no time and knocks Kazuma over. Kotaro alerts them to the undead who is fighting Sakya. Hajime tells Kazuma that if Sakya destroys the undead, he cannot get the antibody. Sakya goes to seal the undead, but Hajime in Chalice form interrupts. He tells Sakya not to interrupt, but Sakya doesn't care and continues to try and fight the monster. 
Kazuma arrives and holds Sakuya back so Hajime can get the antibody. Kazuma realizes that Chalice is Hajime and holds back Sakuya, who is ruthless in trying to destroy it. Kazuma transforms to fight back, and Hajime continues to unsuccessfully find the antibody in the undead body as Amani's condition worsens in the hospital. And that's where we, we kind of live off on that cliffhanger. Yep. As it likes to do. Where is the antibody? Just just where is it? Yeah, where is it on this freaking undead creature of centipede? I don't know. Where could it be? Let's see. Open that up because that wasn't open before. But yeah, it's a pretty good episode. Yeah, it was. It's just like everything was stacking up like I keep mentioning this in every episode. I'll keep repeating it because it's worth saying. Because watching this compared to double, uh, double, which are starkly different because they're different, like a decade apart at least when it comes to Kamen Rider. But this is a soap opera, like a massive soap opera, and the drama just heightens uh, higher and higher. Like especially with the kid in the hospital, like the child, just like <laughs> it's like oh my god, and also a fever. A virus of some sort. Uh, yeah. Twenty twenty hindsight. Uh, uh, can we get the antibody? Can, can we get a vaccine, antibody, dude? <laughs> There's no vaccine. Maybe, maybe the undead's already been beaten. You know, it's, maybe it's too late for us. Yeah, we don't have that. Um, but then there's like fighting going on towards the end, and there's like two fights going on at the same time, and I was like, ah, okay, that's pretty cool. Good to see your writer versus writer all the time. You know, gotta fight your fellow writers. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what'd you rank this episode, Mike? Out of five. Oh, this uh, this is a massive upscale in rating from last time for sure. Uh, I'm gonna give this a solid. Give this a solid five. Okay, okay. I'd also give it a five. That a ten. Okay, cool. Uh, and who's your MVP? Towards the end, it was Kinzaki, um, fighting off, uh, coming to fight the other fighter. You know, and he didn't he say the F word too? He did. I was like, oh my god, he said an F word. Oh my god. It was so badass. I just like the fighter on fighter action. So he was just, just like holding that other one back and just like and he said the F word to him. It's like fuck. And I was like, oh geez, okay, it's going up. Yeah, so I would also give it to Kenzaki holding off holding off Sakuya for the sake of Amane, knowing that Hajime is chalice now. Yeah. Is uh a good thing to do. All right, so now there's the the uh, the undead here. We got the chalice and the chalice with the the centipede undead. Yeah, man, I can talk about this. Okay, so because first off, they film it so creepy. Like you first get an introduction to it, it's like in a in the cave. It's like there's like ooze and there's like water and it's like drippy and it's like you see glimpses of him in the dark it's so creepy like a horror movie in a way 
and then you get like a full glimpse of it and it's just like it it's a centipede it's got the red and black motif going it's got like uh his head is like almost like pinhead from hellraiser with all the pins sticking out and mm-hmm. then a bunch of chains and metal he's actually he has a like, a, like a metal rocker kind of dude yeah it, it's it was so creepy and so like uh uh, so menacing in the process, like it is a threat to begin with, a uh, threat to be feared of. And actually, I would actually rate this, rank it actually really high at number one actually right now because it, I love that design so much. It is. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It is so good. Yeah. So let's just. And let's see. Oh, fascinating. We'll uh, we'll see lots more of Centipede, apparently, season ahead. Um, so, one of the main undead of the uh, franchise of this show. Okay. So, Mike, uh, while I do this, uh, tell people where they can find you. Oh, they can certainly find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Mixtape. I will post, retweet, and just say random stuff about movies, television, what have you. Um, I'll try to post and retweet all the episodes of podcasts that I'm doing over there, uh, which includes Into the Grid, the Power Just podcast that I do with our mutual friend Sean, which Tyler's a part of Comics Edition over there. And uh, right now we are... As for this recording, we've just restarted up recording again, trying to finish off Lightspeed Rescue. Uh, check it out on anchor.fm slash into the grid and check it out on Twitter at go into the grid. Fun stuff there. Uh, I have my own network, Project Mixcast. Just check it out, anchor.fm slash Project Mixcast and follow it on Twitter at Project Mixcast. Uh, I've been trying to edit a lot of episodes and upload them for you to listen to. I've got a podcast podcast about spies monsters like godzilla um some disney podcasts like turtles podcast that i do with tyler which should be coming out pretty soon and uh time travel and so much more on that network so just keep checking up on it and i'll let you know how that's going still in the process of it and yeah that is all about me in the nutshell okay I, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler Tyler Rims. That's T Y L E R T Y L E R I M S. And there in my bio, you can find everything else that I do, including Trouble with Titan that I do with Sean. That's going to start back up at some point. It's kind of low priority. Uh, all the angles that I do with Zero and Sly, we're talking about video games at a pretty, pretty long length, uh, as well as our side dual discussion. Oh, that also happens there. New episodes of those coming out real soon. And then Game Over Screen with me, Sean, Brendan. And uh, the last episode that came out, uh, have we had special guests of the Super Spaghetti Bros. Uh, they're there talking about Kingdom Hearts, but that didn't happen because some internet stuff happened. So uh, they'll be on the next episode as well. Uh, and that's all fun. Uh, you can also find me on twitch.tv forward slash Tyler Tyler Rims where I, I play video games and I stream on Sundays 
Wednesdays and Fridays. And uh, I'm playing the new Camaraderie game. I'm, I'm also playing No More Heroes and, and Kingdom Hearts. All fun stuff. And then for this podcast, Ride or Die, you can find us on Twitter at Ride or Die Podcast. Also send us an email at riderdiepodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash rider hyphen die. And there you can find all the other places that we are hosted, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor itself, all of that jazz. And if you want to send us a message, you can do so through the email. Uh, again, riderdiepodcast at gmail.com the anchor page or uh, using the message button that is or on Twitter itself. So there's that. Next time we'll be covering episode six of Comrade Blade titled Chalice's True Identity. Ooh. I wonder what that's about. Ooh, it gets revealed. Dun, dun, dun. So uh, until then, we'll always hope to be your ride or die. Right or die.